Hello, friends. I'm Rebecca. And I'm Kenton. This is Rewild University's Unleash Your Life podcast. Hey, Kenton. Hey, what's up? Why are you frowning? Well, I'm concentrating. I'm thinking. What what are you thinking about? I mean, obviously, it must be pretty serious if you're frowning. Normally, you're... Well, sure, it's serious. I'm trying to ponder and reflect on the next title for our well, our upcoming podcast. Seriously? Yeah. Okay, I'm not trying to make light of you here, but how about, like, there's lots of ideas. Passive outflow? <laughs> passive outflow? Yeah, that's was with... <laughs> What's wrong with passive outflow? <laughs> that was the name of our last podcast. No, that was not the name of our last podcast. No, it was. No, we did it on Throwing Up. Throwing Up. Passive Outflow. Same thing, right? Passive Outflow, I guess. <laughs> like, you, I don't know. I mean, I'm not sure how passive that is. <laughs> I mean, I guess it is, but this is not the same thing. No, no. Passive Outflow is good. I, I like it. Let's go with it. Okay. Well, hmm. I guess I suppose we should say, what do we mean? I mean, what is passive outflow? Right, right. Nobody's ever heard of this. Right. They haven't? Did no. we make this up well, too? I think we made uh, this up. I don't up. know. I'm pretty sure. I don't think there's any new ideas. Yeah. We'll, we'll have to check it out online, but I, I think we made it up. Well, whenever I think of passive outflow, I think of passive income. Yeah, that's how we first thought of it, wasn't it? We were driving down the road and we were thinking about this passive income idea that well, a lot of people promote this. Right. It's supposed to be awesome because you do something once, mm-hmm. right? A lot of people do investments. Sometimes you write a book or you make a movie or whatever it might be, and you put in all the work. You sit back and watch the money roll oh, in, yeah. baby. Ching, 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 ching. <laughs> Little dollar signs all lined up, right? So it sounds pretty good. You just do something once and then ever after. Yeah. And so this is really, really celebrated. But it's all about getting. And then passive yeah. income, we're trying to get more money. Right. And when we were sitting there talking about this, we realized that we didn't have a lot of passive income, but we did have passive outflow. Right. Well, I think there was sort of a light bulb that was, oh, we have videos that are out right now. And how weird is it? I mean, I still find it freaky that there's people out there listening to this right now. You are out there listening to this right now. And it was one of those people that wrote in and said, oh, this totally, this video, I think it was, totally changed my life. Right. And so there we were realizing that around the world, people might be watching these videos and now hearing these podcasts. Right. And while we're doing something completely different, that that thing we put out there could be creating this passive outflow. We're not sitting there continuing to make the video or... Uh, it's so wickedly neat because I could be brushing my teeth. Yeah. And I'm not even really doing anything while I'm taking care of my pearly whites. But other than that, I'm not really doing anything. And there could be multiple people out there getting new ideas coming up with ones they've bounced off of what we've said. Kicking an addiction, getting oh, new yeah. control over Going emotions. Going out Who in nature. What? Right. It's so awesome. How does that feel? Well, obviously it feels really good. It feels super good. Yeah. Super good. Wow. And that's the weird thing here. Now, if we had passive income and had millions of dollars rolling in, we think, yeah, that, that's it. That's what we want. But actually, this doesn't make us feel as good as we've been told. Right. 
No, I think as opposite as it sounds, what people are finding is that when we give, we feel better. And this is a, a revolutionary idea. Yeah, it's a little crazy. Because we've been being fed this idea. Politicians, our whole economic system wants us to believe. Oh, absolutely. The more money you get, the happier you're going to be. Right. But studies show there's not a correlation here. I mean, once we have our basic needs met, then having gazillions of dollars does not actually make you happier. Okay, so you said studies. There's actually people who study this? Yeah. Elizabeth Dunn and her colleagues. Miss Dunn does this amazing research on happiness. All kinds of cool stuff. They've done some huge surveys trying to find correlations between our, our activities and happiness. A recent study was, was done where they actually sat people down and they would give people, I think it was $5 or $20. Okay. And in one group, you took that $5 or that $20, you spent it on yourself. Okay. And in another group, you gave it away. And well, cool. wait, 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 just to be clear, did you actually just give the 5 or $20 to someone else or did you like buy them I, something? I think in that study, you gave them a gift of some, you know, bought something for okay, them. Okay, okay. We're trying to mimic giving to a charity or giving, basically giving things away, giving that okay. that money or that energy away. Okay. So what did they find out? There it is. Everybody's reporting more happiness when they give things away. So the people who gave the 5 and $20, whether they gave the money or whatever, they said, yeah, I, they reported themselves as happier than the other this, subjects. This is way happier. When you spend it on yourself, you get yourself your new... <laughs> you know, iPad or whatever it's going to be, no change in your happiness level. We've been told there's going to be a change in your happiness level. Right. And you might have a little spike and, oh, this is awesome. And then you just start getting frustrated with getting the darn iPad to work. (laughs) (laughs) But no change in happiness when we spend that money on ourselves. They found this with volunteering too. Okay. People volunteer. That brings more well-being into our lives, more of a a sense of of happiness, if you will, or well-being than a host of other things that you would think would would bring, you know, winning the lottery, quitting a a really bad habit. Wow. Yeah, like smoking. And of course, well-being correlates with health. Right. (laughs) So we've all kind of been fed this, gonna say, a lie. Okay. (laughs) So this is pretty neat because, I mean, I guess if you think about it, we are social creatures and probably a long, 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 long time ago, we lived in smaller, closer knit groups. Mm -hmm. This helping each other out also probably directly benefited us as well. Like if I'm helping you, you're going to help me. I keep you preserved. You keep me preserved. I mean, it makes sense as to what's in our inner nature is actually probably to give, (laughs) right? Wow. It's confused today. I mean, we can imagine that world where Mm -hmm. everybody gave to each other and we get fearful about that. Right. We think, oh no, I'm not going to just give to people because then I won't have enough. Right. We sort of forget that if everybody's giving to each other, you're going to be the recipient of a lot of that giving. In our giant culture that we have now, it's maybe not functioning quite in the same way as it did in those smaller, close-knit groups. If you're in a small tribal group and you are a person that goes out and gathers acorns all the time and comes back and gives people acorn flour, they're loving you up. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, right. Absolutely. So that's interesting. We've been taught to be afraid to help each other out, which is almost, I want to argue, part of our basic human nature oh. is to take care of one another. If we look back in time and say, hey, we've got to watch each other so we can keep ourselves safe. So we're afraid to do that. However, if I decide to change that within myself and I say, okay, I might be afraid or whatever, but I've, I've heard the studies. I think it's intriguing. I actually do feel pretty good when it comes around to any kind of a holiday or occasion where I'm giving something to someone. I'm so excited to see what they think <laughs> yeah. of it. So very excited. So it makes sense in my personal life. If I change myself and you change and a bunch of you out there that are listening start to decide, hey, I'm going to do this. We all change Giving together. experiment. Well, the society is only made up of us so if enough of us begin to change we will eventually change how our society looks at it you know rebecca you're pointing out i think one of the important things about our modern this modern world we've created we can imagine that it's so big that you as an individual don't have an impact right but that huge big thing is only made up of all of us little individuals like you said so yes. if we can start making meaningful changes, this starts to change the whole. That's where we've got to start. Because the whole trick here is that if we fall for the, again, I would call it a lie. If we fall for that lie, mm -hmm. that just amassing more and more stuff for myself is going to make me happy. We flip this around in a really negative way. It, it doesn't feed me. I don't feel good when I have billions of dollars in the bank and I'm just watching that add up and I walk by some homeless person on the street. There's something inside of myself that's really hurting that wants to reach out and give. And when we flip that around and we start giving, wow. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, okay. So I'm going to come back to you frowning in the beginning of no. when we were talking here. And I just... I want to say, if we could take a smile as an example, we're talking here about how giving becomes passive outflow. So that you do a gesture, you do an act of kindness, you volunteer to help with a project, and then that time is over, but it continues on. And it's just like a smile. So you were frowning. Normally you're smiling all the time. We walk around town and people recognize you because of your smile. They, they meant that, wow, you are the most smiley person I have ever seen. <laughs> and it's truly a genuine smile. Not only, so I like to think of it as a double-edged fuzzy sword. <laughs> no, seriously. That's I awesome. mean, I don't know what else to say. You know, double-edged sword, but it's not a sword. It's fuzzy and, and warm <laughs> and friendly. You smile and on your side of things, you are changing basically the chemistry and physiology of your body. And uh, I'm going to get to that in one second. I have one thing to say about that. But the flip side is that when you share that with another person, you are passing it on. So there's something that you can do, which is a smile. And you could be smiling in your living room and no one is around and you're helping yourself. When you share it with another person, then you're helping them. And it's like the two sides. You help yourself and you're helping other people. And then the cool thing is it becomes passive outflow and that person might be lit up by your smile or the conversation that you had and they smile at someone else. I mean, they say like a smile is a universal language. We all understand that true smile where your eyes light up and you acknowledge the other person. So, well, okay, go ahead. And then I have, I have something <laughs> I wanted to talk about. Okay. Because you've jumped here into a whole nother aspect of this. And I think we need to step back for a moment 
and and talk about what is this passive outflow yes because it's easy to understand that if i'm creating videos or podcasts those things are going out on the internet they are having an effect after the fact but Passive outflow does not have to be content creation. Right. I mean, it doesn't have to be a book or something that's solid. Right. It can be, as you said, a smile. Right. It can be an act of kindness. It can be something where you just reach out in a social connection way to another human being. And you leave an impression there. You leave a a residue, a positive residue. Right. You've left them with a smile. They walk down the path, the street a little bit, they run into another person who sees that smile. It's sort of infectious. Right. And that is is a way that all of us can be engaged in this passive outflow instead of thinking, oh, okay, this is only for people that have YouTube channels. Right, right. Absolutely. You don't have to have something that's tangible like that, as I said, a book or a video or what have you. The deal is we have passive outflow all the time, always. We are always moving through the world and we have a certain perspective. We're wearing a particular pair of glasses. Are you going to spread positive outflow or a negative outflow? What filter are you going to put on? It's the same with the passive income, of course. You can have passive income from things you feel really great about, or you could have passive income from things that might not be super healthy for the world or other people. What is it going to be? What are you going to choose to do with your passive outflow that's always flowing out of you? I really like that because it changes this whole concept of passive outflow from something that I have to really concentrate on, okay, I'm gonna rework my life so that I have this passive outflow, to realizing that all of us are creating passive outflow all the time. Absolutely. Wow, that's a pretty big thought. And I can see how having that thought makes me more conscious of how I'm going to interact with others. Because if I always have passive outflow, what am I spreading out around me? And I start to think about that. And that puts me in the responsibility hot seat mm-hmm. for being more aware of my inner condition, right? my emotional resilience, my state, and how I project that inner state out to the people around me. Well, then you mentioned responsibility and it can feel, oh my gosh, wait, every moment of my life I have to do this, but we have to be loving to ourselves as well. So if you're not having a great day, it's like Thumper, I think, says it in the movie Bambi. If you can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all. <laughs> or maybe it was one of Thumper's siblings, right? So maybe you know, hey, now today is not the greatest day for me. And then simply refrain from spreading out the bad and allow yourself to receive some of the good. And that's the flip side of this, is noticing that other people are giving you passive outflow. And when somebody gives you positive passive outflow, reflect it back to them, right? Mm. If we could reflect to each other, oh, you're smiling at me and I was kind of having a rough day. Hey, thank you so much. In fact, you could even step out and say that. You know what, you just made my day. It was a rough day for me and thank you for that compliment on my hair or whatever it might be. Thank you, you just made my day. This brings more mindfulness and more consciousness to all of our interactions with other humans. I should jump back and say, we shouldn't confuse this with not 
being able to share your sad feelings or whatever, quote, negative emotion that you have with some trusted people. Right. But we don't necessarily have to take it out and start being mean to, you know, bystanders. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Like watch out for the fallout, (laughs) which maybe that's okay. Maybe you just tell the people you're closest to, look, today you want to just watch out. I'm having a storm. Okay. And I don't want any like lightning or thunder to (laughs) affect you. But right, we should always be able to have places that we can go. But we're talking on just a regular day-to-day, that passive outflow. It can interact with our families, our coworkers, and even strangers. Sometimes all it needs to be is that mom at the grocery store who's got the cutest little kid and you can see her joy and you look over and you just see that little kid and you're just like, you just give a little nod and a little smile like, oh yeah, you got the cutest (laughs) little kiddo. And then there's this warmth. You didn't have to say anything. Passive outflow. This is super cool. We are all engaging in passive outflow all the time. And all we have to do now is bring more mindfulness and consciousness to what that looks like. Realize that we can make it just a smile, but we can also make it volunteering. We can make it monetary, giving to a cause that we believe in, and that we're gonna get more happiness for ourselves by giving of ourselves. And I bet that if we did further research on this, Elizabeth, done. <laughs> if we did more research on this, we would find that knowing this, being conscious or mindful mm. of this, when we're creating the outflow consciously, that we're going to derive even more happiness, Mm. more well-being from it by, as you said, someone gives me a smile by acknowledging that and thanking them for that. I'm also creating a situation where they, I'm helping spread that mindfulness to them. So they're thinking, wow, when I smile, that has an effect. Now, I know that you, the other day, were doing some research on smiling and you want to share with us. I did. I was going to come back to that. This is by that. I got my book here. Uh, It's that um, Amit Sood guy <gasps> that you like to Amit talk to. Yes, this is the Mayo Clinic guide to stress-free living. He rocks. He does. It's this is one of those examples of a of a doctor, which I don't. You know, there's good doctors and there's doctors that don't always gel with you. Let's just put it that <laughs> wait, way. Wait, wait, wait. There's doctors that are focused on the income side of mm-hmm. things. This is just going to make me good money, and it's just my work. And there's, I would like to say, the majority of doctors who are concerned about the outflow, about helping their patients, about giving them something that's going to create lasting change in their lives. Absolutely. The true healers. This is probably with everything. Oh, I think so. Which actually, help me remember that. I keep trying, I have all these points I don't remember. So let's talk about that in a second in relation to like, let's say a soup kitchen. A soup kitchen. Okay. Yeah, okay, we'll talk about that in a second. First of all, though, I just had to like talk about from here. He's talking about... It's making me hungry. Soup. We're going to have soup for supper. Oh. I'm super excited. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But we are going to have soup for supper. So he is talking about in his book here, this is in chapter six, he's saying that our... I'm just going to kind of paraphrase so I don't have to read this long paragraph. But he's saying that our emotions will change our facial expressions and conversely our facial expressions will change what's going on in our brain. So it's a brain and face, brain Whoa. face, brain face feedback. Okay. The muscles in our face are connected to our brain and actually in a feedback loop? Yes. That is, that is what he's saying here. And he's saying that 
they did a bunch of studies and they were researching where they applied this botulinum toxin to what they call the grief muscles, which are a certain set of muscles uh, in our face. They numbed up the grief muscles. They like numbed this. them. Uh, can you see my face? No, they can't see your face. <laughs> I was engaging my grief muscles. You were engaging them? It looked like you were relaxing. Oh, you're, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. I don't uh, know about grief muscles. I call them that. Like the, the frowny muscles. The, well, uh, right, the frowny muscles. They're, they're talking about, um, so basically when we contract any of those muscles in the face, like the, the anger, fear, grief, sadness muscles, then they increase the activity in our limbic brain circuitry. That's where the negative emotions come from. So when they applied this toxin, it, numbed it, up. it numbs it. And they found that the people that were involved in this had much less fear and sadness. Their emotional well-being was rated much, much higher. You numb up those muscles and your brain gets happier. Right. You engage those muscles like this. Can you all see? Uh, <laughs> I don't. I don't know. And your brain gets sadder. Yeah, yeah. And I, you know, I when we were talking about this, it reminded me of You're having grumpy. children. <laughs> okay, that's enough with that. Thank you. It just reminded me of thinking about when I was pregnant. When we would talk about the birthing, there was always this try to keep your your jaw and oh. all those muscles soft because when we start to tense them there's tension in the body it sends signals to the brain so in order to have perhaps a smoother birthing yeah. we Feedback can loop. right yeah so think about the smiling what does that tell you what does that signal to your brain it's a new way to think about a smile you engage those little muscles wing now in the okay. studies right well, not 100% of people. So this brings me back, right, this brings okay. me back to the soup kitchen because there's more than one way to do something. In some of the studies that have been done on smiling and if that makes people happier, they found, ironically, there's one group of people that don't get happier when they are asked or made to smile. They get more whatever you want to call it. So you got to test this for yourself. Right. They understand that by making your body do something, you can, quote, try to force your body to be happier. So they understand the mechanism that's working. And instead of saying, oh, I'm smiling, I must be happy. They're saying, oh, I'm smiling, I must be trying to make myself happy. Therefore, I must actually be sad or upset. Uh, See, I bet it has to do with our mental setup for this whole thing. Right. But if I'm thinking, wow, I'm going to engage these smile muscles, bing, look at that. Uh, yeah. My brain's getting happy. It's well, going to work for me. And we all know the difference between a real smile or a fake smile. I mean, we've all done that before. We're like, yeah, I'm going to smile through this, but I really feel like crap inside or I'm really upset versus the warmth and outwelling that comes from deep inside. Like a real smile isn't on your face. They always say, oh, you can see when somebody's really smiling because it touches their eyes. You can see that glowingness out of you which brings me back to a soup kitchen situation oh yeah right? soup is that for dinner it is ah. i call it super soup <laughs> joke number two that's so funny <laughs> oh you have to stop i'm gonna be sick passive outflow anyway <laughs> okay so we were talking a little bit about how giving and passive outflow could be volunteer things like going to a soup kitchen or something like that oh yeah but it's one thing to take care of someone's needs you could go and you could be like okay here i am here's some soup here's your bowl i'm of doing soup. my thing <laughs> well, way to engage those muscles there uh right or you could give that out and make a connection 
a genuine smile, a spark of conversation. Hey, right? here's some soup. That's Noticing nice. someone. Yeah. Sitting amongst people. You have the coolest dreads. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? where did those come from? Tell me about those. How do right? you do that? Yeah. Right. You I engage. Th- I think we want to be seen as a human being. We want to be seen oh, so as, true. as just this person with... A creature like you, like anybody else, that has feelings that isn't perfect, but is valuable anyway. Mm. And that's what that passive outflow does. It says, hey, I see you, and I think you are valuable enough to be interesting to me. You're valuable enough for me to see you and notice you. So whether it's a soup kitchen volunteering or anything I'm doing. A smile, any of that. I have two ways of doing it. I can do it. In the, in the case of the soup kitchen, I can just give the soup. I'm nourishing that person's body. That's a good thing. Right. But I could nourish their soul by right. giving them some true listening, some true social connection. Absolutely. Going down sitting by somebody and, and striking up a conversation. Oh, man, listening. So even though listening is actually doesn't have a physical, tangible thing. Like a bowl of soup. Right. Yeah. Listening is huge. I think about, okay, years ago we used to work doing painting in a county nursing home kind of do you remember how excited the residents would be when we would come and they could just i mean we were were awesome we were a captive audience because we'd be going and we'd be painting their room and and they'd sit at the edge of the door sometimes we'd be painting the hallways and five or six people would come and sit and watch us and they would just talk with us and that was a big gift listening is a huge gift you know that's so true because i remember the very first time we went there and just like we can have fear of giving, boy, we the elevator doors open and fear. I felt fear. <laughs> I remember six or seven people, they were coming in wheelchairs and walkers, and, the right, coming towards the elevator. But sometimes people are trying to escape. Right? <laughs> well, right. I mean, <laughs> or people... just come see the new people. Right. I had never really had experiences with people that were suffering from the kind of things they were suffering from. So I had fear and right. judgment inside of me. And that made me just step around them and go and get to my work. After spending days and months and years there, I came to see, of course, right. they're all people. Right. And they had stories and ideas and, and they might not talk or look or move like some of the other people that we would call, quote, normal. Right. But, oh my gosh, I think of the passive outflow they created in me because just thinking of some of those folks just brings me a smile to this day and Absolutely. warms my heart Absolutely. with their acts of kindness and their so <laughs> jokes and oh my god. There are so many ways to channel our passive outflow in positive ways, uh, right? Absolutely. It's just tremendously exciting to think about. And the cool thing is not only are you giving, you are also receiving at the same time. Uh, Speaking of passive outflow, yeah, we have got to talk about our sponsor. Oh, of course we for do. For this, because, okay, here's some good passive outflow. This is the Good News Network. Woohoo! Oh, yeah, this is such a great news source. It's paradigm shifting because most news sources report, of course, a lot of negative stuff. Very glum, very hum ho, ho hum. Oh, I wish I could. Find this, remember the study, it's just coming to my mind, that watching just 15 minutes of negative news, how it changes our 
Oh, I remember brain, you telling me right? about that. Yeah, spits out all kinds of chemicals, and the effect lasts for six, eight oh, hours. Oh, I know, and you told me about that, and I felt really disheartened because I think of all the people who just have the news channel on through dinner time, or or who start their day with it, you know, brushing your teeth, listening to the negative news. Oh, it affects the whole day, and you can see how it affects each individual, and then it affects the larger culture. Right. This is why we as individuals have a responsibility to how our minds are being cultivated. If we're not individually cultivating positivity, compassion, love, then we contribute to the larger culture in a way that probably is not being very helpful. Yeah, that's some outflow right there. (laughs) So how do people access this? First of all, we have to access it by realizing that good news is actual news. If you go on the Good News Network, you're going to find out about new science and technology, all kinds of a great environmental stuff that's happening. You're going to see stories of people who have saved each other's lives. Um, oh my gosh, it just goes on and on and on. And this is real stuff that's happening in the world. It's not fake news out there just to make us happy. It's as important as the other, quote, important news. Yeah, so watch the regular news. You're going to be convinced that the world is falling apart. People are evil and just hating each other. You check out the good news. And you're going to start to become convinced that, wow, people are reaching out to each other. They're mm-hmm. being exceedingly generous, very, very wealthy people. Like there was a recent one in the, that I just saw about somebody who anonymously, and obviously they had a lot of money, rented 70 hotel rooms at the Hyatt for homeless people during this cold snap to wow. give them a place to stay. See, that just gives me shivers in a good way. Right. There's good stuff happening. So we need to realize that we can choose the news we want to bring into us and how that is going to contribute to our overall state of mind. It's no different than are you going to smoke? Are you going to eat junk food? Are you going to eat healthy food Mm. and bring good stuff into you? Same thing with your mind. Are we going to bring in stuff that degrades us? Are we going to bring in stuff that's healthy for us? Okay, and they can be found? Goodnewsnetwork.org Goodnewsnetwork.org Try it out. For those of you listening, give it a chance. Maybe just replace one day of your regular news with the good news and see what it feels like to you. Do a little experiment. That's a Mm -hmm. little challenge right now. See what it feels like. Or give it a week. Replace it for a week and see if you feel different, and I bet you will. Ooh. Well, of course, there's all sorts of amazing people and things going on out there, and we could not do this podcast without them. Thank you to all the patrons who make this possible. This podcast, our YouTube channel, they could not exist without you. You can become a patron through PayPal or Patreon. You can go right to our website, rewildu.com. It's on the front page. Or you can go to rewildu slash patrons. And there are all sorts of other things on our website, too, for you to find out about our online courses, upcoming classes, our four-month Forest Monk program. And keep on good comments and good feelings coming. You really lift our spirits. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Okay, drum roll, please. It is time for you to unleash your life. Yay! <laughs> right, we need the little audience cheering button. Yeah. Don't, Can I'm you sure find like that somewhere real podcasters for me? <laughs> have that. They just push the yay button or the ha 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 button. Are you 
actually people need that. Wouldn't that be great? You're having a lousy day. You can just walk up and you got that little button just on your like, yeah. I'm making super soup for supper. Push ah! the button. <laughs> oh I my like gosh. It. My, our own personal audience. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, okay, so what's number one? The double edged fuzzy sword. Ooh, smiling. Smiling. A real smile. Yeah. Although, isn't this research saying if you just engage those muscles? It is. Or for for at, most of us? At, even at least relax them. Yes, there's a small majority of the population who falls okay. into that other category. For most people, stick a smile on your face. I think smiling is usually correlated with mindfulness. Mm. If we're in a state of mindlessness, we often have just sort of a blank look on our face. We have more of a frown. Mm. You know, we're not really there. If you're smiling, you're usually engaged. So smiling seems to correlate with mindfulness. As we're cultivating mindfulness in our lives, let's get that smile on our face more often. It's going to do good for us. And you can see it start to spread. Absolutely. You walk down wherever. You're walking down this path at the park and you have that smile on and you look at a person and give them a real smile. And you're probably going to see, as often as not, a smile blossom on their face as well. It's kind of fun. It's like you're a smile investigator, sort of. Mm. And you're noticing, hey, if I smile at that person, can I get them to smile back at me? Yeah. Oh, okay, number one. I have a little sheet, little little check mark. Okay, one person, little next little line, little dashes. Oh, I got <laughs> five people to smile so far. Kind of fun. And that engages passive outflow. Then whoosh, they walk down the path a little bit further. They've got that lingering smile on their face. It can spread. Smiles have this power. They sure do. Let's use it. It's a simple, easy, easy action point. I have to bring up one more way, which you do this to me all the time, which is why I'm bringing it up. Ooh. You take someone, preferably oh, someone that you know, because if you did this to a stranger, I think they would be completely creeped out. But <laughs> <laughs> if it's someone you know, pick a spouse, a child, a sibling, whatever, and smile at them and think about everything you love about them and just give them a smile, oh, a warm smile. Yeah. And then the, uh, wait, just smile at them until they notice you from whatever they're doing. And they might smile back and go back to what they're doing. Keep smiling at them and sending them love until they stop again and they see you and they see like, what is going on? It's like a secret ninja passive outflow attack. You've created <laughs> in yourself this outflow of love and happiness towards that person and then you just wah, you wash it at them. Yeah. And when you do it long enough until they come to notice, they might even say like, hey, what are you doing? And you can say, I'm smiling at you because I love you so much. Aww. And it is so cool what happens after that. So that's just one thing to try. <laughs> Two. Two. Namaste. This is, we're going to have to do an entire podcast at this at some point. But this is that, well, when I went to Nepal with my brother, this was a greeting all over the place there. The hands come together and a little bow and you say namaste. Various ways to translate it. But I see the divine in you. I see the universal goodness, intelligence, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Reflected in you. Basically, I see what is in me. I see within you. The good that is in me, I acknowledge in you as well. And when we start doing this a little bit habitually, we start seeing people differently. Mm -hmm. And if I see you as something that is innately divine, innately good, innately connected with everything, I start to treat you differently. Absolutely. It's like the healthcare residents. Yes. At first there was this fear, but when you eventually acknowledged, hey, 
I see that we are all human beings. We are all creatures on this planet. We're all going through our own stories, our own struggles, our own triumphs. You suddenly recognize there isn't a single being out there that doesn't at least deserve to be acknowledged, respected, and honored. Yeah. So that that's powerful. So how do you how do you do this? Well, I like to advocate going crazy with it. So you <laughs> no start... way, you. <laughs> so you, you decide you're going to do this, and you start going around, and you namaste everything. Other people. That's mm. awesome. But chipmunks and grasshoppers and trees. And you start seeing everything around you as, I'm just going to use the word divine. And everybody can insert whatever they want. Sure. So I see everything is divine. Just give it that respect that you would give if you are or were a religious person and you were going to be in a state of bhakti, of love towards the divine. Give that to everything and everybody you meet. There you go. Okay. Yeah. I got to raise my hand here. Can I make a suggestion to notch it up to the like Jedi Master level mm. for people who... Go for it, girlfriend. For anyone out there who's like, yeah, I do the Namaste thing all the time. Let's take it up to the next level by starting to do this with people or things that we struggle with in oh, our life. I remember the first time I went by a McDonald's and I said, okay... I'm going to namaste McDonald's. Mm. McDonald's stands for basically everything that I am disapproving of in the world. And here I am trying to love it as the divine. It changes your relationship Mm. with it. That does not mean now that I go and I... (laughs) I'll vouch for that. You do not... Yes. I would not get anywhere close to that place unless we're bringing our forest monks there further after three months of pure diet to go see what fast food actually does to your system yes that's and a that could be a podcast that needs to be a podcast too. we should bring some monks on somebody here bring this down. <laughs> <laughs> so. right the the thing is that we can't ever begin to even change our thoughts our basic thoughts about things if we don't acknowledge this is just an acknowledgement yeah doesn't mean you have to start going someplace that you don't feel it's just trying to recognize that we don't know necessarily what is good what is bad and this brings up resistance right away uh but you know that again this is another podcast because we could go down the namaste trail for a long (laughs) ways here and we should just stop and say yes give it a try yes as an action point the easy way to do it is go around and try to do three namastes today and start with easy ones start with things that are going to be like yeah no problem and when you do it take a breath beforehand Center yourself, give that namaste, see that person as divine, and then treat them accordingly. Mm, beautiful. Okay, what's number three? Letter writing. Ooh, letter writing. Letter writing. Yes. That is so awesome. I think it was our forest monks, Tim and Richard, that really started this as an inspiration. It's happened with many forest oh, monks Oh, yes, since. it has. It has, it has. And, I, and oh, before, but yeah, they really but brought it to Richard, life. Yeah, but Richard, you guys are so incredible. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, you guys completely inspired this. You were writing letters all the time and expressed to us how wonderful that felt and how much other people were appreciating getting the letters. Writing a letter is a big investment. It's huge. I think when somebody sends me a letter, oh, my gosh, and there's some people out there who send me letters, you know who you are. I'm, I never send you letters back. I'm so sorry, but I always write you letters in my head. Anyway, 
It is so meaningful. I just have to say from the receiving end of things because it's like a physical extension of, of love, a letter. And to think about, you not only did you select some kind of piece of paper or whatever, which is part number one of what's cool about it, right? Like what's the piece of paper like? And where is it a card? Not only did you select that, but you wrote down, you thought of me. And then you, in this day and age, when you can just type some few words, don't even have to type words, you can speak into a speaker and hit send. You actually stuck your paper or card in an envelope, you licked it and closed it, you wrote my address, you stamped it, you put it in your mail. I mean, that's a lot of work in this day and age. And it's passive outflow. You get a nice email and, well, I mean, there are comments on our YouTube channel that we cut and paste it. Oh, we yes. put it in a special file and go back and read it. So you can do it with digital stuff, but there's nothing like looking up on your counter where you place that card and it's beautiful and you can read it and... Oh, and it just fills you up. It's very magical. So try once a week. Write a letter to someone. It doesn't have to be much. It could be a note card with three sentences mm. that are filled with just love and appreciation or sharing, whatever it is, and send it to somebody. You have no idea how it may totally make their day. Four is giving. So many opportunities to give. And giving can come in so many, it doesn't have to be money, right? Right. It can be volunteering, it can be giving of your time, it can be giving of money, it can be giving attention. Mm. Just use that word giving as a launch point in the next day. So when you wake up tomorrow, think giving. Yeah. And realize that giving is going to bring you more happiness than getting. And see how many ways you can give today. Then notice. Right. Notice how it makes you feel because we can wake up from the lie, from the delusion that getting, getting, getting makes us happy, but we're not going to wake up from it unless we can start paying attention to how we feel when we give. Oh, so awesome. Our culture is going to give us a million messages that getting is what's going to make you happy. Don't buy it. Rebel <laughs> unless, against that. <laughs> unless you experience it for yourself. If you go and have an Amazon shopping spree and you find that that gives you lasting happiness, the studies are not correct for you. But find out for yourself. That's what we all have to start doing, not just listening to these messages we've been given. Absolutely. Think of it as a grand adventure. Tomorrow when you get up, think giving. See what happens throughout the day and when you go to bed tomorrow night, take a few moments to reflect and think, how do I feel? How did that make me feel? Mm -hmm. Five is listening. Ooh. A lost art. We have to do a podcast on this one Okay, too. I am going to get a piece of paper <laughs> and a pencil and write these things down. Listening is so powerful and it's so rare these days to actually listen to someone. Sitting down with someone or when they talk to you, just stop and give them your attention. If you're at work, it might feel like, oh, you're in the middle of something and someone comes up and says, oh, man. You know, the boss just said this and this, and you're like, yeah, mm -hmm, yeah, yeah, it must be tough. All right, you're not listening. Right. And the people know that, and it continues this kind of superficial social engagement that characterizes so much of modern life. If we stop and we give that person our attention, we connect with them, say, if it's not an appropriate time, say, hey, at lunch, let's go for a walk. Absolutely. I want to hear what, what's bothering you. Listening is a gift of astronomical 
precautions. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just want to throw in, it should go without saying that you put down your cell phone, your device, your computer, your magazine, whatever it is in your hands, and look the person in the eye. Yes, yes, and yes. Yeah. Put down your smartphone. Five. No, that was five. I know you're having trouble with the counting. That's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously, stay on your rewilding journey. Realize that all the things that you do to connect with your own inner nature, to start unleashing that and exploring that, that is also passive outflow because it's going to lead you to so many realizations. And it's going to be nearly impossible for the transformations that happen in you because of that not to flood out of you people will notice the change of your aura as life goes on they will say hey i've noticed something's going on with you and it's amazing and i want some too notice here what we are all co-creating by being a listener you are giving rebecca and i the opportunity to have this passive outflow we get to walk through life knowing that these podcasts or videos are out there and are making a difference in people's lives all the time. When you write in and leave a comment or a review, whatever it is, send us an email, you share that back. It creates this network, this connection of passive outflow. As I mentioned earlier, we sometimes go back and read those things. If we're having a little, yeah. And so if you send us an email, you leave a review or a comment, it has enduring passive outflow for Rebecca and I. And now we all get to give to each other. What if we could rework our whole culture like this? So we're all giving to each other in this beautiful way. This is a long-winded way of saying thank you for listening. Thank you for being part of what we do. We love you all. We love hearing from you. This would not be here without you. You... Each and every one of you, namaste too. And you're a force of nature. You truly are. You can set out to do whatever you decide you want to do. And just think about every day, how do you want to give? How do you want to share that passive outflow? Smile, smile, smile. Give, give, give. And thank you. Love to you all. <laughs>